0: the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. The following homilies were recorded live in front of our student body at Holy Trinity Episcopal Academy located in Melbourne, Florida. Our chapels exist to proclaim the amazing grace of God in Jesus Christ, and it's our hope that these homilies will provide you with a measure of encouragement and comfort. Genesis uh, chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that He had made human beings on the earth, and His heart was deeply troubled. And so the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And then Genesis chapter 7, verses 13 through 16. On that very day, Noah and his sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings, pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them, came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God commanded Noah." And then the Lord shut him in. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, well, a couple things uh, right at the start. Uh, we are starting this week our uh, fundraiser for uh, Bahama uh, Relief. Um, and so you will find, uh, should be boxes or bins around campus uh, that we are bringing in money to give directly to the people over there. So, um, uh, please uh, participate in that and then this Friday um, you know based on your participation in the fundraising this Friday will be an out of uniform day that we'll all celebrate together but uh, just a reminder that we are um, that we were very fortunate with the storm and um, we ought to um, we ought not to assume that Uh, Or just kind of go blithely along. Okay, well, it missed us, so that's good. Um, If it had hit us, we would want people to come and help us. Um, And so we are going to do unto others as we would have done unto ourselves, the golden rule, uh, and raise money uh, for the people in the Bahamas. Uh, A couple other things. I have a... uh, um, Sorry, just get a text. No, just kidding. Um, uh, Any chance... Sorry, I'm just reading the text. Uh, Any chance you can mention after chapel uh, that Florida State, Florida State University, no? Okay, all right, Florida State University uh, is visiting today in the small chapel at 10. uh, For those of you who signed up, so small chapel's right out there. You can go and uh, participate in that. Uh, A couple other points of personal privilege, Uh, chapel leaders, if you're still interested in being involved in the chapel leaders uh, committee, Uh, We're going to be meeting today at lunch in the, uh, I guess in the Idea Center, Um, is the easiest place for that to happen, Uh, so that's where we're going to be, unless we get kicked out and then we're going to be somewhere else, but uh, Idea Center today at lunch, and then um, Dungeons and Dragons Club, you're back on today, yes. All right, so, um, from the Sublime to the Ridiculous, but uh, so, we are kind of moving forward in our uh, kind of semester-long um, trek, or really it will be end up being a year, the year-long trek through the story of the Bible. And again, the goal of this is to um, show us and remind us that this, the Bible really tells one giant story. It's not just a bunch of random stories, but it's one big uh, narrative that God has written uh, both in scripture and in history in, in the places where God has acted. And uh, today we come to a, a um, story that most of you have probably been pretty familiar with, and that is uh, Noah and the Ark. Uh, and so if you remember from childhood or from wherever you might have heard the story, um, and we kind of set it up today, um, that uh, the earth uh, and, and where do we leave off well we left off the garden of eden everything goes bad everything was created good Everything goes terribly wrong with Adam and Eve's uh, rebellion against God, and the first outworkings of that is violence, um, that, that their sons, uh, Cain and Abel, Cain actually murders his own brother, and so we see that not only is the relationship between God and man broken, but the relationship between humans are broken, uh, and and this kind of continues on in the story of Genesis, So now we're in, that was Genesis 4 is Cain and Abel, so now we're in Genesis 6, so we're moving at a Snails, but we're moving at a Dorian speed right now. Uh, that should be a thing, like Dorian speed. Anyways, um, uh, we are moving very, very slowly. See, that was what I was saying. Uh, and, and, but we'll speed up at some point. Um, not the door. I don't know. Yeah, but it, we'll we'll speed up. So, uh, but in Genesis chapter six, we see that um, that things have just kind of begun to spiral almost out of control. Um, that Genesis six says that the the human race at this time, that the whole Earth was um, completely, they were full of, uh, and in other places in the passage it says um, that there was violence in the land, that um, it wasn't just like a, uh, a God sitting up going like, hey, these people are having way too much fun. I've got to step in and say something because I'm God and I exist to destroy everyone's sense of fun. Um, this was uh, human beings living Um, almost as though they were animals, that every inclination of their heart was towards evil, uh, that the world was ruled by violence and murder and strife, um, and that uh, the, and and God sees this. And and one of the things that we've said so far is that um, my, one of my goals is to kind of Disabuse you of this idea that that God's judgment is um, in some way reflective of God's uh, anger or or um, maybe inappropriate vindictiveness or something. But that this idea that that a good God must judge evil, right? That that if we um, you know a, a government, an authority figure who allows. Um, abuse and violence and um, uh, evil to go on in their country, we would all, and, and does nothing about it, just sits back and says, Well, you know, people are gonna, you know, a, 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 a governing authority that doesn't establish justice and therefore judge evil, we would all recognize as being evil. We would not say that they are a good authority. And so if God is in authority, then a good God must judge evil but today we come to this point where uh, we'll see this throughout the story of the bible that that what god does is that through judgment god also saves that that the goal is or 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 we're never going to find a god um, in, in the bible who doesn't judge right who just who just has no inclination just whatever happens God is just passive and, you know, this kind of deist. He's, he's on the outside. He doesn't really care. Uh, an apathetic God. No, a God who genuinely cares. Uh, the question is, is, is how do we survive that judgment? How, how, do we, how do we escape it? How do we make it through judgment? How is it that when judgment is rendered, you know, when a judge kind of issues a verdict, he either says guilty or innocent, how do we come out on this side and not on this side. And the story of the Bible is that God um, not only judges evil, but in the process of judging evil he also saves. And so what does he do? He he, he says, I'm going to judge the whole earth, I'm gonna white I'm gonna start over. Um, you know, start fresh. And so he, uh, he but, but he doesn't completely start over because he finds one person and through Noah, he says, Noah, I want you to build an ark. And Noah's like, what's an ark? He's like, don't worry about it, I'll show you. Uh, and so Noah builds uh, this giant boat and God says, I'm gonna bring two of every creature and that symbolizes, you know, this this, this, this promise that God is saying, I'm not, I'm not completely destroying everything. Everything is going to start, we're gonna start anew. And so he brings two of every creature to Noah, and um, they're all on this cruise together uh, for a year or so while everyone around them drowns, um, which is dark. Uh, but um, but what's, the, what's the idea there? Well, the idea is simply this, um, that God, uh, in his judgment, um, pers- preserves and saves, um, saves his people, right? That, that through the midst of God's judgment, he will save those who belong to him um, and the the ultimate picture of this is uh, that the, and this will be this will be continued on throughout the story of the Bible that when the the Israelites are enslaved in Egypt God judges Israel and in the midst of that judgment he saves Israel out of Egypt um, and there are other uh, one of the cool parts about this is that there were other uh, ancient flood accounts back in the same day that this was being written other religions had their own stories about the flood and in every story um, of the flood it's the you know the epic of Gilgamesh if any of you nerds here me being one of them have ever heard of that Um, but in all of those ancient accounts uh, it was it was always kind of like the the human being finds out about the judgment that's coming and he kind of subverts God's plan you know God like kind of you know, uh, talks too loud one time. The guy's like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna judge the whole world." I'll build a boat. Um, yeah, okay, uh, but uh, but in this story, it's much different. In, in every ancient flood story, the man, the the human being at the end, is the one who actually closes the the door, who actually shuts himself in the ark. It, it's human beings saving themselves. I will escape God's judgment on my own ability, my own um, tenacity. Uh, but in this account, it, it says that the Lord shut him in. And, and what that signifies is that God's saving, God's salvation that he's offering is something that he is doing. It is not something that is contingent on you. It's not contingent on you being a good enough person. It's not contingent on you getting your act together. And for you and I, w- while we're not under like a judgment of being um, flooded, um, we, we do feel, uh, I think if you were being honest, we do feel... ...as though we are under some type of judgment. Um, we walk through life feeling like I need to prove something to somebody. I need to prove that I belong here, that, I, that my life is worth living. I need, to, I need to do enough to get this nagging sense of criticism off my back. I need to do enough in order to feel like I'm okay... I need to get uh, be, be, be strong enough. I need to be skinny enough. I need to be popular enough. I need to be, I need to be enough in order to feel okay. And that's living life under judgment. Um, that is living life under this sense of, of who I am just as me is not enough. I have to do something or else, right? And the promise of Scripture is that for you and I, in the midst of judgment, in the midst of living with this sense of, I need to do more, um, that God comes to us and says that I've done everything that is needed for you. That that God comes to us and says, "Um, I I am the one who judges and I actually judge you righteous. And how does he do that? Well, uh, Peter, the apostle Peter, he looked back on this verse and this is the last thing we'll we'll say. Uh, He looked back on, on this part of the Bible, Thousands of years later, when he's writing in the New Testament, Peter looks back at this verse, he says this, For Christ suffered once for sins, for the righteous and the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, while the ark was being built. In it, in the ark, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism. That now saves you also not the removal of dirt from the body but pledge of a clear conscience towards God it saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels authorities and powers in submission to him and the beauty of that to me is that when you um, those of you who have been baptized and if you haven't been baptized and you want to be baptized come talk to me and we'll get it we'll get it done um, but the beauty of those, of, for us, of those of us who have been baptized is that when you feel this criticism, when you feel this judgment, um, what you can fall back on is to know that you have already gone through the actual judgment, that, that baptism is the place in which God says, you have experienced all of the judgment that was going to be on you has gone on to Christ and I have preserved you. This baptism is kind of your ark. And therefore, um, you can know, you can rest on this. You can know that as far as God is concerned, as far as God is concerned, he has nothing but mercy and compassion and kindness left for you. For all of his judgment, all of his judgment has been taken out on Christ. And so you and I simply hear um, the voice of God, no longer a voice of judgment, but through our baptism it becomes a voice of comfort. And in that, we'll read these comfortable words. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ says unto all who truly turn to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will refresh you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul says, that this is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners. Here also what St. John says, that if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. Holy Trinity is a K-12 Episcopal school located in Melbourne, Florida. If you'd like more information about Holy Trinity, please visit us at our website at htacademy.org. Thanks for listening.